Hello and welcome to the Nishon Independent Sports Podcast. I'm Damien Dyson. and I'm joined today as usual by Jared McLaughlin and Kevin Barr. Lots has happened in the two weeks since our last podcast. We'll be talking soccer and some other sports later, but we're going to start with Gaelic Games and Bort's Intermediate Championship win over Milford last Saturday. Having played out a 10 points to 1-7 draw last Sunday week, it was back to O'Donnell Park on Saturday for the replay where an injury time penalty from Conor McLaughlin sent, or from Conor Harkin sent the final into extra time. That scoreline was tied at 2-8 to 11, uh, to 1-11 at full time, and Bort proved to be the better side in extra time with Paul McHugh hitting a couple of very good points. And the team ran out by 2-11 to 1-12 winners. That's the first intermediate championship title for Bort. Jared, you were there for the two games, for the for the drawing game, for the replay and the extra time that went with it. What <coughs> did you make of it? I thought it was brilliant, to be honest. Like I wrote about it in column this week, and it says... Being a Bunkrana man, I'm not really supposed to want birthday one and I. But <laughs> but now being at the games like you were, you sort of found yourself supporting Bert and, and wanting them to win like as is normal enough. It's an initial team against a team from some other part of the county, you're always going to want Where them. Where is Far away. That's a little man speaking there. He doesn't know where Milford is. Right. But uh, I, I, I really don't. Think. No, over in fairness, they worked over the two over the course of the two games. I thought they were the better side, and fully deserved they won the game, and won the title. Um, going on like it was so sort of a to and fro and swung mm. from a swung either way both times both games like Bert led by three in the first game. And then sort of dropped away and got the draw, had a chance they won it, and then Joe Boyle missed that free. Then you're thinking, going into that game, did they pass up the chance? And then, then they go three points up in the replay and four points up at the start of the second half. They sort of make a couple of poor mistakes. Mulford get a goal in the point. Next thing it's level, and Mulford kick on, go three points up, and you're standing thinking, right, they've definitely let it go. The chance is gone. The next thing Connor Harkin pops up, gets the penalty, takes it, stands up and takes the penalty under uh, immense pressure, and it took it so well. Like you'll see it, it's it's online and people would have seen it if they weren't at the game. It's ironic because in the first game there was some suggestion that Connor maybe didn't want the big the big kind of free at the end that uh, Joe was Boyle had it. The first time he sort of he showed stood up and took it. Serious balls to take that penalty. The way he took it to and stood up side footed it to the top corner was. Very, very great finish, yeah. And then an extra time, Bert, like you were going on that extra time period with the momentum. Like Mulford must have been going on the extra time thinking, Jesus. We were three points up here last minute of the game. How did we not see it out? While, while Bert were going on thinking, we were three points down, the game was dead, now we have another chance. And in fairness, in the extra time, they were much a better side. Paul McHugh, I thought, was, was outstanding. Mm. He was very, very good. So the extra time score I'm just looking was three points to one. Three one now. Right? And McHugh got two two wonder scores too. Yeah, we were through for a goal chance too, Mark Coyle just dragged away straight under the pressure that guy and and um so I Port were the better side in the extra time. We were just able to we were able to hit the thirty, forty yard kick passes because of the movement that we had up front from Christy McDermott and Calvin Gallagher, like, you know. I, I it's it's I said it already. Bert 
have never really been able to call on on three subs, like three subs of the quality of Enda, Ronan and, and Christy McDermott. Like they they have them three on your bench and they come on. They're they're going to have an impact at, at an any game at this level. Like. They're all attacking. They're all kind of. They're all attacking uh, players as well. Like you know, Enda came on. Stephen Gillespie was probably he no probably and he was harshly black carded. We bring Enda and Enda gets the first point of the second half. Ronan McDermott comes on. He's a forward-thinking player as well. I mean, I think one of those points that McHugh got that one that kind of shook in the air as it went over there. That's right. It was it was Ronan McDermott that chased down a lost cause into the corner ahead of that, and obviously Christy McDermott as well scored in the drawing game. Ah, and it gives you that gives you that that physical option as well. So they were very attack. You know, while we have a reputation for being defensive, which we are, and we're we're happy to be defensive because it makes it very hard. Makes you very hard bit. we're we're like when we get possession, we're going to attack in numbers, and and we have forward thinking, attack minded players. Like uh, we have to credit Damien. We unearthed the thing when when you were the bird manager you, about two years ago, was it? Or oh, we didn't unearth it. I knew all about it. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't and, want to say anything. And the report said, and it's a, it's on record. And this is not like Donald Trump, you know, said this is on record. It's in the paper. And Damien said that we're aiming to be in the senior championship in two years time. And lo and behold, there we are. And I would say people must have had some laugh when they read that in the paper two years ago. I was actually speaking to somebody on Saturday night and they says to me, you remember when Damien Dowd says in the paper a couple of years ago that they'd be in the senior championship? He says, I looked at that and I had some little laugh to myself. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 Jesus. Uh, Well, look, we see what, you know, obviously... I think we had a 24, 25 man squad, like, but seven of the starting 15 was under 21. So Connor Harkins bit 21 at Christmas. The other boys are 20 or younger, like six of the of the starting uh, 15 or 20 or younger. And I knew because I'd coached them on their age level, I knew the caliber of what was coming through. I mean, these are young boys now. The likes of Connor, you have Mark uh, Coyle, Sean McHugh, Tom Doherty, Stephen O'Donnell, Darren Gallagher, Calvin Gallagher, like, those are all. Boys, as I say, under twenty one, under twenty, most of them, and they have got. They've been, you know, really good. We competed. You know, we never won much county titles at underage level, and we're never going to win many county titles at underage level because the town teams do have bigger picks at underage, and they can just they can they can generally win. But the, we were always competitive in the Northern Board Division One competitions at under sixteen, under eighteen, and that means that they came into the senior team able to play and like you know there you used to play in the Gidors and the Glen and the and the Glen Swillies and the St Unions and all the top teams there there and the St Michaels like they're used to play in them like so they came in and uh you know for those boys now to have got an intermediate championship in their back pocket at the at, at the age they're at like you know if they persevere and stick with it um well they can have very 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 good careers but at the same time too the, the other side of that as well is and it's an old sort of a cliche when you hear one on teams that there was a great mix mm. and there was a great mix in fairness you, you named all them young boys but they had that bit of experience with Kieran Dowds and, and Mickey McCann and, and Martin Dunne and even Enda yeah. coming on and, uh, and Kevin, Kevin and Joe yeah. Boyle even like that there was a sort of a blend like the younger boys are able to do the sort of hard running and the old, older boys will do the hitting and the, the one and the dirty ball and that kind of stuff and that, that that's it's we talked about it the last time we did the podcast that these chances don't come around that happen. We've seen with Newton last year got to the final and now they're as far away as ever. They're relegated from, out of it from, actually at the weekend. Aye, so aye, when the chance comes, you got to grab it because you don't know when it's going to come. Newton. Obviously Muff didn't grab theirs and they were 
could be another six years before they get to a final or longer. Who knows? But ah, it's taking that chance on it arises. Jared's right, like it's a very good blend, like you know, of players of all generations, kind of that. Like Kieran's thirty nine, Mickey McCann's thirty eight. Uh, you come down then to the likes of Donahue's thirty four, <coughs> Big Cabby's about that as well. You'd Joe, be one of the younger players, Jared, then if you. Were Joe, that. I was that. Yeah, that's it. There's always room, like you know. <laughs> Joe and Ender are probably coming. I don't think I'll be playing for Burton. They're, they're coming in around thirty, but you come down then to Paul McHugh, who I think is about twenty four. You know, Cricky and and. Uh, and and Ronan are 23, 22 years old, like you know. So you know, while we do have a, a bit of experience, like there's a strong course, a very young core to the team. You could see as well; it was clear. Like and again, it comes with one and anyway. But uh, you could see after the match, like it was sheer joy after, oh, like, and everybody was so sort of happy for each other. Like and, and I spoke to Paul McHugh during the week, and in fairness to Paul, he speaks very well. Like and he, he says that. They're all friends, like they've mm. all sort of come. Well, the younger ones obviously right. have come through together, and they've all. He says they work like dogs for each other, like which is no which surprise is actually that McHugh got two of the key points when they were needed in an inter or an extra time. Like he said, come that comes with one and anyway. Like you work, you work yeah. harder anyway when you're one on things and you're you're, you're you have a chance of one on things. But that's that was Aye. good to hear. Actually, well, Ronan McLaughlin sets the tempo. Like he's the manager, like you know, and and he's he's very demanding of the players, and it's Ronan, a very demanding game. That he is somebody who, who definitely deserves a lot of credit. Like I, I said to you during the week, but the first time I actually watched Ronan managing was nervous, and he was on the pitch and he was shouting and roaring the same. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually thought to myself, the bird are going nowhere this, with this man. But then the longer it went on, and the more I seen of him, the more you could see. The, you could see that the players were working for him like, and they were doing what they were asked to do. He had them in a very, very good ship. Yes, it was defensive. Yes, there were times where I was at bird matches and they weren't great to watch. But he made them hard to beat, which is a sign of any good manager. And they go on and they sort their defence out first, build a strong sort of defensive unit and then go from that. And he deserves, he, like you could see every player worked for him like and but see, that's not hard to you watch. Get your award, Stuff, yeah. That's a load of rubbish. So the two people talk about Mourinho and different and fo- football Gaelic. It's all about mm-hmm. winning. It's only no, no, I know, I know that. Not, the game. Look at the, from a neutral point of view, yes, at, you know, if you're going to watch it. Uh, no, but if, from a neutral point of view, you're going to watch it. At times, you're thinking, "Jesus, not great." No, it's not great entertainment, and it's not really. Uh, I can, I can but watch a five-four as much as no, I can. No, but a, like a famine, a fam, a bird player. I don't give a shit how it looks because I've got the medal in my back pocket. Aye. Nobody can ever take it away from me. I've got Saturday and the experience of that whole day. I don't care what it looks like. I'm not. You're not a nutty please fan. Like, not the, the people who are always talking about you know the, the way the game looks or the way it should be played. There are always teams that don't win anything, so I never. I look no, no, I get, I get that. I, but uh, I'm just saying from a neutral point of view. Sure, look at Hull. You couldn't watch a more boring team, and they're winning the league every year. <laughs> Team <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, we, we would have heard that too within within our own club. Like you know, we, that eight points apiece draw with Bunkrana in the in the second group game that we had back in August. Like you know, I mean, there were some people that were on taste and saying, "Jesus, it was hard watched because the two teams sat back." Like you know, mm. and, but you know, it finished as a stalemate in it. Like and you know, board went out then and they we we, we hammered 
uh, Glenn, Colm, Kellen in, in the next round and then we come into the knockout stages then and we've taken out mm. Division mm. 2 teams all that's along. That's the way the, the game's final. gone anyway. Yeah. That's, I, that's I, the way I, it's I, gone. I, I I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I, saying that there's anything wrong with Actually, if you doing. knew that you were going 11's a high score for you to concede, if you knew you were going to concede one eleven, you probably thought you were a bit. Aye. Well, that's probably one of the highest we've scored in 60 minutes or we've conceded in 60 minutes Aye. of the year. Like, but one of the things about Sunday th- or Saturday that was very pleasing as well was that we got 1-8 of our total uh, from play. So, you know, one eight out of two eleven. Uh, the penalty and a couple of points, like when we had eight different scorers, like, you know, everyone from Martin Donahue, the team captain, the cornerback, like, you know, <laughs> he popped up with a point. Up to Calvin Geller, who's eighteen at corner forward, like, you know, so we had eight different scores. Milford they they only got one three from play, like, you know, so we're a far more fluid team and, and was the penalty is there because sometimes you think the last, you know, team three points behind injury time, ref gives a penalty. Ah, it's dome wall penalty. I can got it. We got a free and and uh Anna McDermott flipped it in or kicked it in to, to Mickey McHugh or Mickey Mickey uh, McCann Mickey McCann was saying afterwards he says, he says there was something in my head he says I just needed to get up because we're trailing by three points he says, mm. I need to get up the field so again there's your defensive team for you like you know your yeah. centre half back who's told the hold there is up he's standing about 30 yards out and he hand passes in to Harkin who's got in behind the Milford defence and I think it's Paddy Peoples brings oh, yeah, well, Roland, we behind. wouldn't let him behind Roland again deserves credit and he's probably deserved credit as well from the sideline but he was saying the me during the week as well he says I remember when we were three points down thinking Jesus what am I going to say to these boys in the change room mm-hmm. like, they've given us everything and uh, hard luck boys or whatever he says I was dreading having to say anything to them after but he says I went out on the pitch and said to them that if we won the next ball, make sure we won the next ball if we won it, whatever you do, do not balloon it, do not kick it in, make it a 50-50, keep it in the hands. He says, even if the ref blows a whistle and the game's over, as long as we're keeping the ball, I don't care. He says, something will open up, something will eventually open up, and it did, like, so... There's unbelievable belief, like, and and the team, like, they absolutely and utterly refuse to... um, accept defeat like and that's a, a, an unbelievable thing like because we've come back from three points down to earn the draw and earn a shot at winning it in the drawing game and we were three points down and came back and got that late penalty that Harkey scored mm. to put the game team, to, ah it is and, and, and that's been you know we've been finishing strong in all those games throughout the championship like so it's been um uh, it's been something unbelievable to be involved in, like you know. Now, the only ball that's building on that now is the big one. Like, I, like no, nobody will ever take that away from me now. And Saturday was a brilliant day and all the rest. Do you feel about now though that you're not looking forward to an Ulster club match this weekend? Which we know, should really. Uh, that I mean, that's that is the one drawback. And now you, you'll always have your county championship and your county title and all like. But we, you know, we should be preparing this week for Breda and playing right. them in the Ulster club on Sunday. But. You know, between the Donegal fixtures committee and the Ulster's fixtures committee, there was just absolute contempt shown for the players, um, and there was no uh, facility given to give them any opportunity to get a break at all. So I think it was two ten to three. Breda beat us mm. on Sunday in O'Donnell Park. So we can see what, uh, th- what was the time difference between the two games because no, the game went to extra time. No, we finished sometime. Yeah, less than twenty four hours. Should we finish sometime? It must be sometime around six or half six when the game, game finished on Saturday night. So it was twenty yeah. hours later. Whatever about whatever about getting around an Ulster or anything never even mind that that's the welfare of the players like. we, uh, the only that, that's that's an absolute that was impossible. Disgrace, no, that's like. disgraceful asking players to do that after 
after giving everything two, they had on the but Saturday. There's two very thrown organisations. Well, there's a DA you're talking about. No, but you know what I mean. Like one says, not will we, and the other says, not will we. No, that's it. Long story short, the Donegal CCC didn't factor in and didn't leave enough time to play a replay of the final ahead of the first round of the Ulster Club. So that, that die was cast, that couldn't be changed. Ulster Council has got two weeks between every round of the Ulster Club Championship and they uh, mm-hmm. point blank refused, actually ignored us because both us and Milford wrote to them. They absolutely, they, that's how much contempt they have for their clubs. Well, they wouldn't even write back to say, actually, sorry about that, we're not going to allow it. They just entirely ignored us. And they have weeks, they have weeks between every round of this championship, like a, a week between it. Like they're going to run off their so Ulster they Club. Could have had it they absolutely could have. Had it. There's no reason that they couldn't. If they'd any care or thought for their players, they could. But look, mm-hmm. so it's disappointing because we beat Breda in the Ulster Junior Championship in Letterkenny in 2011 after winning the junior title. Now you know Sunday's game was a fiasco, really. Like you know, but we didn't see they did one or two very good forwards. In fairness to Breda, but. We conceded one seven by half time, which is kind of what we would concede in a whole game normally. <laughs> like you know, yeah, so like on. there was nothing that we saw in Breda on Sunday that would have terrified you if you were preparing to play them this weekend. So that's disappointing. But look, you you know you have your intermediate championship and you have your name in the hat for the senior championship next year. And it's more disappointing without saying criminal. Nobody got hurt like, like a bigot, but it wouldn't happen. Wouldn't happen in soccer. It wouldn't happen in any sport. In fact. That's Two days running. Even the fact that you didn't get your replay on the Sunday was a bit of a, you know, that wasn't quite. Ah, well, they couldn't put it on the Sunday because you see the county, f- and we didn't get to go and see the county football final either, the senior final then on Sunday to see who one of the teams might be playing in next year's championship. But Glenswilly, <laughs> obviously, uh, Glenswilly, a bit like us, were the huge underdogs against Kilcarran. They came out. I didn't say tracking Glenswilly. Oh, they have a forward called Murphy. Ah, that's it. Eh? Well, so I, I, and what you don't do is don't leave them one on one in your, against your full back line. <laughs> <laughs> I will play no one on one. Put them one behind. So uh, that game, obviously, there was some local interest in it as well. Sean McLaughlin from uh, from Malin was refereeing that uh, county final, senior final, by all accounts, did a very good job. No surprise. His name doesn't come up, which means uh, a very good job. That's it. Uh, and Sean Paul Davis, Sean Paul Doherty from Oris, uh, uh, refereed the senior reserve final as well. So you have, uh, you know, you've got officials going well for us as well. But we'll move on now from the from the board one, much as I'd like to dwell on it for the rest of the day. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we've already <laughs> dwelled a fair bit on it. But uh, the week before, uh, in the double header in O'Donnell Park, um, Muff came up agonisingly short in the Junior A final with Downins. They lost by just a single point, one seven for Muff, eleven points for Downins. Um, they 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 went and they got the goal late on Jared and they went into a bit of a lead and tried uh, to defend it out and, and how like how did, how did it work out for them we didn't see much we because we were preparing it was for heartbreaking it. stuff for they, they led from start to finish didn't they they, they were, were the better team like mm. there's no question about it they were the better team but like as the old saying goes like the better team doesn't always win it sort of uh, they got the goal eh? they got the goal they go three points up twelve minutes left. And they sort of fell back and dropped on their shell and made the decision themselves. Sort of right. We'll we'll see this out. Like we'll we'll defend it. And Donuts just kept chipping away and without being anything. They weren't special, they weren't yeah. special at all. Actually, they were poor from my point of view. But oh, it was heartbreaking for them. I was I was gutted from off. I have to say because I thought they thought they'd done enough. Like, so I should call this half a muff man, of course. I am yeah. half muff man. <laughs> This is that's you know when I see in, in the paper the manager Aidan McAleer was saying that it was a harder defeat to take than the twenty ten replay defeat as well. I, 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 I I'm I'm sure it was it was gotten because 
when Arshin scores a goal with the 12 minutes to go, you're thinking, right, we're three points up. Downers have done very little all day. Just keep like just keep playing. Mm-hmm. There's no need to drop in and, and defend. And and back, and yeah. No need, no need whatsoever. It wasn't Glenn Swally were playing like. Mm-hmm. No, there was no need for it. But that's what do you do? Like it's, it's a kind it's of a natural thing too, isn't it? Like you know, you it probably is. I it's a probably is. But Downers, you see, Muff Muff are. You know they're a young club as well, and they and they have a young team there, and I know they have a few experienced men, and they like Ewan Keaveney, you know, and, and like Damien Dever have been playing all down the years, and, and haven't got a white out of to show for it. probably no so they've not to show for it at all. Like, uh, you know, yeah. and this was a chance for that's boys, boys like you that you mm. feel so sorry for. That's it. So he's done uh, so much for the club. Like. Whereas Downings, you know, they'd won an All Ireland Gaelic Junior Championship earlier in the year, and Downings will have multiple junior and intermediate championships on the board already. Like you know, in that winning tradition that they have, they're and they're they're probably set up in the early eighties. There used to be a team down around. Used to be a whole amalgamated team between Fanad and Downings and. And uh, up there, they had uh, called Roger Casements back in the day, but they've probably been going by themselves since the seventies or the eighties. Like, and they've um, that winning tradition just and that that, that does count for something. Ah, oh, like, does you know, uh, But you have to like you have to fear from off now because even though like they all told me after and speaking to them, like, oh, I will be back, and no, it's all well and good saying we'll be yeah. back, but it's not like the last time they were on a final at that level was was twenty ten, mm. like it was six years ago. Mm. So there's no guarantee that they're going to be back next year. Yeah, six years, half of them will be gone. They have a good look. They McAleer gets the best out of them, and McAleer has been the manager, that's, well and he's the manager that's always got the best out of them muff boys. Like you know, I know he wasn't always the most popular with them, but he's the man that gets the most out of them. Yeah. And they do have. I was saying there, like we have seven under twenty ones in our fifteen. Like muff, I think had three minors in there starting fifteen. Their underage success over the last number of years, you know, was kind of it has fallen. Aye, it's, 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 fa- aye, it's, it's bringing them on now. Bring, trying to bring, bring them these on. on. That's it. Aye. And keeping the likes of of Union for another season and end them a call. Absolutely. Washing even and Damien Dever and these boys. You need to keep a hold of them. They take the younger boys. They should. Through. They should be back though, shouldn't they? And if it shouldn't take them six years to get back to a junior final. That's and you wouldn't know. You see that, you There's some decent enough sides even in the junior championship. Well, Yoris and Newton have been relegated to it after the defeat to Karen at the weekend, um, and Oris are in the junior championship. Who, of course, Muff beat as well. Like, um, but so there's going to be some, and you, you still have the likes of Larry Kenny Gales and Red Hughes is in there. Maville still, and you know, so there's nothing easy about winning it. Like, but look, Muff will, ha- you know, the, the infusion of young players that 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 should be ready to come um, has to be managed by them um, because the young players, you know, you can't depend. On the on the really young players like you know Aidan McLaughlin obviously has been a big star from Muffet underage level he's starred for Donegal minors and all that but it's too much no, to I expect an 18 year old like you know to carry a team to a, ma- yeah. a senior title an adult title like so they need a wee bit of time to bed in and that's where the likes of Union uh, Keaveney and Enda McColgan and Damien Diver and all those boys Aidan Lynch you know well, younger boys will always be up and down uh, they will uh, and eventually they'll be the boys that will carry the team but it's a number of years away so they that's what Muff have to do now they have to manage and bring those boys in and protect them as well. I like, cannot expect too much of no, them. And, and then when right. they make mistakes, because I mean, when Gary Duffy was managing our um, senior team in Bort, like you know, there'd be times, and you know, he was there when the likes of 
Stephen O'Donnell and Darren Geller and Sean McHugh, Mark Coyne, those boys was coming into the team, like you know, and they were let make mistakes and weren't hooked off and subbed off if they made a mistake. Oh, they like, have to know do that. They have to do that. They have to be patient with them. Yeah, that's it. Like, because you know they'll be the that's what Duffy would have said. Like you know they'll be the boys that'll be there playing with Bort long after Gary Duffy's away. Like you know, so you know that was a very it was the right attitude to take. Like and and you know it's paid off. Two, three, four years down the line, like you know. See, and, and so a bone crown man sort of gets a wee. Well, Gary's from backhanded. Lis- well, you know, Gary's from credit from Bert there. You know, he's from Lisfannan, which is in the parish of Bert Ancient Fawn. No, nah, well, no, he's a bone crown man, really. Like, he he's a club funnily, man, so funnily enough, he lives in the Bert parish. Well, like, just you know. we wouldn't have I always lived in the Bert parish. We wouldn't, parish. Much, we wouldn't have the time. They did the whole way down there to right? down to the Apple Green filling station. The Apple Green filling station's in the Bert parish. Yeah, which is nonsense, really. Nonsense, really. Look how far away it is from Bird Chapel. You have a map there behind you that shows you all the things. I'm not even looking at it, to be honest. But anyway, no, look, look, there's lots of success, as as many followers as to say. um, So elsewhere in the men's football at the weekend, uh, Urtis defeated by their Kenny Gales, 12 points to 1-7. They're... Future in Division Three of the All County uh, League is absolutely down. hanging by a thread now. Um, Neve Olton and them are level on points. If and Neve Olton have a game left, or as the season is finished, you know Neve Olton have to play there. Kenny Gales. If Neve Olton get a, any kind of a draw there, means Oris are definitely relegated. Defeat for uh, Neve Olton in that last game, and there Kenny Gales have nothing left to play for. Defeat for Neve Olton in that last game. Um, and there might be a playoff. I'm not exactly sure how that will work out, but like it's out of Urus, Urus's hands. It looks now. like they're going down, and for them to go down is a disaster. Like Urus, the Division Aye. Four. Well, we were saying it's it's the sort of the flip side of all this. Like Bert mm. doing so well, Malin doing so well, Kana being promoted, Malin being promoted. That's all well and good, but at the same time, you're going to have four. Well, a big possibility of four, and a shown teams in Division Four next year. You have mm. Newton, Karen, Muff. And likely, and likely, or likely. Well, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's half your, that's half your teams in on a show playing. And then in uh, <coughs> Karen, uh, three twelve to nine point winners over Neve Calm Kill in the intermediate relegation championship playoff. Uh, Bunkrana had beaten Newton in that uh, the previous round of that and uh, Newton have gone down there now as well so okay. Karen stay in the intermediate Karen stay in the intermediate championship they're hanging on that's them they've been Even in the relegation they're they're twice twice like, uh, they've but done about that it's a disaster for, for Newton as well like. does, uh, in the final were, they were in the, in the final, final, last final last year like about I'd say nearly 12 months to the weekend and now they're now they're in division junior. 4 and playing junior championship like it's as low mm. as you can go especially when they see Bert under the senior championship and look at all the bother we had with Newton down the years in terms of like they had the they had the upper hand on us for yeah, a, a good while like, 12 uh, months ago like they, they, they were looking down at you that's the way it sometimes goes and in the intermediate reserve championship Bunkrana lost the defend champions they lost by 12 points to 8 to Clahonili, Uh and that's game completely overshadowed by a, a serious ankle injury to Bunkrana's Keelan McCann mm. Paul McGonagall makes the point in the um, in the paper this week as well and it's a, it's a valid point like about the uh, you know the game he was saying the game should have maybe been abandoned like you know when a player is stretchered off and taken away by ambulance um, you know it kind of overshadows the whole game like you know when well, it was actually a four ambulances at different yeah, matches over the weekend games, uh, uh, none of the games were abandoned they were all they all went on like uh, uh, elsewhere ladies football Maville, uh they lost the ladies senior uh, semi-final at Ulster uh, provincial championship uh, semi-final they beat St Paul's of Belfast in the quarter final of it and then they got a very tough away draw to St. McCartan's 
uh, of uh, of Tyrone. Uh, 2.13 to 2.10 they were beaten. Uh, they just they got off to quite a slow start, Jared. You were talking, you were talking to uh, Maria Doria during the weekend. I spoke to the captain, Maria Doria, and she was very honest in her assessment of it. She just says that they just simply didn't do enough to win the game. They went down fancying their chances. To be honest, I, th- I fancied them of all. They actually mm-hmm. won an Ulster title. They're that they are that good on their day, but mm-hmm. she says they just did not. Two ten is a low score from a. They they didn't, didn't start well. They, they conceded one five or something very early on, and then they were always playing catch up. And Eight she says the last the last twenty minutes they they were way the better team and were coming on there, but just didn't have enough time. Didn't have time. Eight points down half time. They've got it down to three, but it's a it's a big it's a big thing to overturn a big deficit. Ah, it is. Uh, it's dead, they're, they're it's there was flags and big posters all around Movell and I was you know wishing them luck. And there was a sense that they could do maybe kind of do what Terman did a few years ago and go mm. go all the way. But ah, I know. Because actually they beat Terman, didn't they, along the way? They did. So yeah. one too. Like uh, them chances don't come along too often. Either. Yeah, they were in that final. I think they reached that final in two thousand and nine. Uh, uh, Mavil did and they lost to can't mind and probably the Mon- and the Monarch That's Champions seven years and this you know uh, and they probably haven't won a senior championship since hardly but the, and they've got you know they got the they got the good one away to St Paul's look it's difficult away draws in Ulster pretty yeah. pretty hard like, oh, of course know. it's difficult aye, mm. but they, they they are that good like they oh, are serious good help. players over and look and the, you know from there they are going to be serious contenders in the Donegal Senior Ladies Championship for the next number of years mm. so. Uh, you know, it's it's if they can just if they can get back there, like you know. Um, we'll move on now uh, to uh, the local soccer scene. Glengad they've started making their move with a three-one win over Clamani in the Premier Division last weekend, and that could came on the back of a seven-one week win over Bunkrana Hearts in the League Cup a, a week previously. Now Clamani will meet Glengad in the final of that League Cup, but Jared, you were at the uh, Glengad Clamani game and. Uh, uh, Big statement, like because Clamani were the league leaders. Aye, and, they and were. Here we are now, Glengarry, and they were at home. A big statement by Glengarry, but not no massive surprise whatsoever. Really, Glengarry, in fairness, did not even play that well well on Sunday, but still won the game fairly easy. Like I, I said in the, in the paper in the report actually that I actually believe Glengarry could go the season unbeaten. That's that's how. Dominant they are in this league at the minute. Like I, like Kamani, yes they were the leaders and yes they challenged Glengad last year. They went to the the last game, but to me the, the difference between Glengad and Kamani is massively, and that goes for every other team as well. Like Kamani is away away is probably the hardest game they'll face all season, and they won it without even being at their best. So that's kind of a bit. Aye, and the boys are all back now too. The, the, the Gaelic is over and. They've got through that sort of wee sticky period that they always have. Yeah, they got without through even them. without even losing a game. Uh, they had one, one draw, draw, one draw against Greencastle. So it was two ones and a draw, or three ones and a draw. So they got through it fine now. And then to me, I I just don't see anybody challenging. Like Bonkrana Hearts have won four out of four in the league, and mm. are going very well in the league. But look what Glengarry done to them in the cup the week before. Like yeah. that's, there's a massive difference, like a massive gap. I just don't see. Like I I top. Greencastle, they challenged them this year, but by the way they've started, they're they're not even going to be. Greencastle beat, beat the weekend, weekend again. Eh? One 0 by Bunkrana Hearts. Hearts could be the. Like, I mean, they are probably the. Yeah, sub- but then you see seven one Glengarry beat them. Ah, yeah, but it's the league cup. They, they, they may yeah. they may well be closest to them, but yeah. they'll not be closest. Surely they're new. No, but they're the new. Early. They must be getting a bit of a boost from. They the look. They definitely look to be. Yeah, because like you can't argue with four ones from four. It's, yeah. it's a very very good start, but. 
I mean, great. They, they asked them to be going and challenge. I don't. In all fairness, I don't actually think they would have expected the challenge nah, they had this year. No, nah, they wouldn't. A, a second place finish for Bonkrano would be good going. They were very good going actually. They were closer to the bottom last year than, mm. than the top all season long. But now nah, they did, look, They don't have enough to challenge for a for a Premier Division title. No way. And last weekend as well, Kildaff, they got their first win of the season with a 3-2 win over Cairn, while uh, Quiddish Point Swifts, they seem to have turned a wee bit of a corner as well. They got a 2-1 win over Dunree last week. Like, so yeah. you start well, to see Kildaff, that also, if that kind of hangover, that Gaelic hangover at the start, and it affects them worse, more than Glengarry because they're a worse team than Glengarry. Well, they'll be hoping they sort of replicate last year. They had a terrible start last yeah. year as well, and, they, and then they went on a bit of a run. And they have been a Eventually Barrett, survived. So I think but he got a couple of goals. Don't really the one team they still haven't got a point yet, and every week they seem to be beat by the odd goal, which mm. which tells you that at least they're in games, but at the same time they're never winning, they're never even getting a point. Then does the same so look? Is it two down or what? Do you know what way it changes all the time? Uh, it's Jesus. Sure. There's one down and a, possibly a playoff. In, right. I think I'm not even sure to be honest. In the first division, we've all three nil winners over Quigley's Point Swift reserves. They're stretching away there at the at the at the top of the division. Clamani uh, reserves are, I suppose, staying in touch there. But you've got to figure that Maville being the first team in that league, uh, being, the, should, being uh, the first team, should, should, that is actually an interesting one there because uh, say Clamani reserves won that league, what happens then? They can't they go, go up. up. They can't go up. No. So really, it's what? they still win that. Yeah, they they won it for the, medal, just for, the yeah. for the title of having it, but they, they wouldn't go up because then you'd have two Kilmanagh teams in there. It's mm, a bit. We have to see. Yeah, well, look, well, look, it'd be great for them to be able to get in that position. Like you know, no, they, they, you probably, they won't win the league. Anyway. But you've been talking it. about no. how important. I mean, about how important it is that Kilmanagh gets in some of the the younger players. I know, I know that. They're, they're, they're know long. Their servants. Who served them tremendously well and have got bagfuls of medals and and uh, and titles like you know where. Or maybe starting to feel the pace a wee bit, like you know. Well, so there's no, they, they are feeling. Ireland reserves is the other one. They might, they could win it. They might not win it this year, but they, they, they will win that first division coming up. Ireland reserves, and then we'll they'll see. be strengthened now they as well because a lot of them boys will play Gaelic with us, like so they'll be they'll be strengthened now as well. Like they're, they're they're decent. At, at Actually, I'll tell you what's going to happen, and this is a, this is certain to happen at some point. Ireland reserves or Clamana reserves or whoever will win the first division at the same time that the Ireland first team is relegated. <laughs> so the Ireland reserves will walk to the Premier League and the Ireland first team will. I'm telling you that will happen. <laughs> my words. That's going to happen. Use somebody else instead of Ireland because they, they don't think we're against them. There's uh, right, well, 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 you think the reserve team is brilliant? They're, uh, <laughs> they, the FAA Junior Cups on this weekend. Illies are away to Keju, Greencastle away to uh, Rafoe Town, and Glen Gad at home to Laggett Harbison in the, in the Premier Division of the Inishon League. Uh, we've got Ali at home to Quiggish Point Swift, Dunry against Kildath in the relegation battle there, and Karen against Clonmany. So a chance for Clonmany to get back on the board. But also this weekend, Jared. We have at the intermediate level Cock Hill are facing Swally Rovers in the FAA Intermediate Cup on Sunday where victory would see them qualify from Donegal and make the national draw on it. Like in, I think when last we spoke you said just beating Larry Kenny in the FAA Intermediate Cup and them yeah. having been the finalists last year. He's got a draw with him in the in the league after it, but uh, big prize for us this weekend as well. No, like, it's uh, it's huge for us, eh, because we haven't made any secret of the fact that we want a run in the intermediate cup, like there's no point in, no point in denying it. You, you see what Leonard Kennedy done last year, getting to the Viva, getting to the final. If, like the way we were looking at it is if they can do it, 
there's no reason why we can't. Like, what, got, what stage are you at? The last second round, but you go out on the open draw now after one on this. Like, if you won on Sunday, you're on the open draw. And how many teams is in the open draw then? Is it 32 maybe? I'm not even sure, to right. be honest. But look, you just want to get there and then you, yeah. you need a wee bit of luck then with the draw. Like, down through the years, we've had virtually no luck in the draws. You've always sort of been away. And we've been away in Cork and away in Dublin three or four times. And you just want that wee bit of luck. Like Larry Kenny got a wee bit of luck in the draw last year, and that's where they got. But was there any chance Swally could upset you on Sunday? Ah, you can't take them lightly. Obviously, they got a draw with Larry Kenny in the league last week. They were two 0 down and got a two two draw. But look, truth be told, if we can't beat Swally on Sunday, we don't deserve our own intermediate cup. So it's up to ourselves, really. Like we have to prepare, and we will prepare properly. But <coughs> if we're beat. We're beat them. We don't deserve a run on it. So where's the uh, where's the game at? It's on Cock Holiday. So that's Sunday too, is it? So is there Sunday kind of at half one. Prioritizing this tournament a bit even ahead of the league. Maybe? Ah no, I, w- I wouldn't just say we're prioritizing it. Like the league is always, like your league is always your number one. You have to sort of concentrate in your league, but at the same time, you have to give the intermediate cup sort of respect as well. And you want the like we want a run on it. As simple mm-hmm. as that. I wouldn't say we're prioritizing it, but. You definitely want a good run on it. And I think we can get a good run on it. There's no yeah. reason not to. Like. Yeah, how's the injury set up there? Malachy long term out. Like. Well, Malachy's out for the season. How close is Garvin Freel to Garvin seems, seems to be coming, getting closer, but he definitely won't be playing on, on Sunday. Although he's boxing. He's and boxing. And the half on Friday night, right enough, but that's different. Kettle of fish. He's he won't be punching his ankle now. Nah, he won't be. He won't be playing. He definitely won't be there on Sunday. He might possibly play with Derry City in the league the week after that. He possibly could be back for that, but I don't know really. Uh, how can you not play? You know, how can you, would you be not hampered in the ring if you had a leg injury? Well, the way he, like yeah, I, was, I was actually chatting to him about it during the week, and he says that it's nowhere near as bad in a, in a boxing ring where like it's just canvas you're bouncing on, and it's yeah. not ah, right, right. the same. But like if you're playing, a, if you're playing a soccer match. You're you're turning and you're hitting the ball and you're sprinting and that's that's well, a whole lot more. A field sport like that's multi-directional and you'll have to move in all okay, kinds of directions. Whereas it is, but it's mostly it's mo- it's more straight. Like, you know, it's more forward. And, you know, yeah. you're near, you know you're going forward and back. You're not so much doing the same multi-directional twisting and turning that you do yeah. in uh, in a field sport. Like you know, but just speaking of that, the least Golden Gloves are hosting a big night of boxing at the halfway house in, in Burnfoot tomorrow Friday. The 21st of October with uh, people from their own club, fighters from their own club, men and women, uh, fighting boxers from well, really all over the country. Like you know, mm. so there's a couple of good fights in there as well, a couple of elite fights in there. Um, you have uh, uh, Martin Lynch is fighting James Clancy of Sligo, and Darren Moran is fighting. Darren Moran is always great. They want very very good. And obviously, I mean, you have Chloe McDade that's fighting there on the undercard as well. Further on down of it, you've got. John Moran, you've Lee Moran, all the Morans is out there. All the Morans are out there. <laughs> Lee Moran's making a return, return actually. As well, eh? so, and then, yeah, as we've, as we've mentioned, like, you know, you have uh, Garvin Friedland, the 81 kgs uh, thing, uh, grade, like, you know, getting into it as well. So those are generally good, nice entertainment as well. Yeah, they are, right. Eh? And they're normally fairly well supported as well. Eh? What do they do? Two rounds, three rounds? Or three three, rounds, eh? three rounds, I don't know how they do it. but I wouldn't like to go three rounds with Garvin. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he lasts <laughs> half a round. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I've been number like. <laughs> you might have the you might have the, you've got the weight handicap like McGregor going up and fighting three times above your weight uh, like you know why 
Also this weekend... Yeah, I would pay to see that. <laughs> Don't be, if there's ever a celebrity boxing, you can get bar into that there because it seems he's, in, he's expressing uh, interest in bar. being part... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Good. Any do, anyone doing it, get on the bar. <laughs> the, uh, also this weekend, there's a, a big event. Uh, there's the Crana Fest uh, in Boncrana on, sa- on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, it's down in that kind of Swan Park area there. Uh, the... Um, the gates is opened on the Eddie Fullerton Dam and, and the the river is put into flood so there's white water on the river we've had obviously a lot of fairly dry weather for the last while but there'll be white water on the Cranor River for the canoeing uh, that goes on Saturday and Sunday so there's competitors from all over the country and obviously a good number of, of local competitors as well it's uh, Inish Adventures who organise it I've been down to it for the last couple of years just as a spectator uh, with the wains and stuff and uh, it's a, there's a great buzz about Swamp Park uh, it seems to be getting bigger too it every is, year uh, 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 it's a great venue you see it's a great course to run and you, you see you're, like the one thing is is that because of the dam further up the river you're guaranteed white water like you know so you're not dependent on the weather so mm-hmm. they can plan for this and you people see it's on Bunkrana like you wouldn't get that in Burt or, or well Mavala. actually the team has thrown it on Ish Adventures as a Moval team uh, well why are they not running at Moval then because the river the breed, well, well, yeah, well there you go we could say a few things the about the Breeder River and Moval but, but, but we, I suppose we'll just confine ourselves <laughs> we'll confine <laughs> ourselves Ish Adventures do amazing work I could be walking along Moval on a Saturday or Sunday morning and they have 20 or 30 canoes from Mayo or Tipperay or they bring people but the big event isn't Well, it is super I have to say I'd, I'd, I'd hardly recommend anyone to go down there for a couple of hours on Sunday. They, I think you can as well as a as a as a non canoeer like they'll they'll take you down the river in a big raft like you know just to give you the speed is giving like lessons and stuff as uh, well. Uh, yeah, yeah, if you if you have the if you're brave enough to get onto the river yeah, and, and exactly. go down on the white water. But I uh, look it's it's. Um, that's ah, a great it's a great event. It's just a great buzz about Swan Park for it as well. I mean, it's a beautiful setting, and um, you know the canoeists are there and they're they're getting into it like so. It's yeah, highly recommend it. But uh, look, that wraps up our uh, podcast for for this week. Uh, our any shown independent digital edition is available online from the website anyshowindo.ie. You can give us a follow on Facebook or on Twitter. We're at Indo. The podcast is available on SoundCloud, on iTunes. You can download it or you can stream it. We'll be back in about a fortnight or so. Thanks for listening and good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck.